Drop the subject. All right, let's get this thing underway. Drop the subject. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, we're both here and in studio. There are headphones everywhere. Do you ever There's have whiteboards? Do you ever like have those moments where you're like, what does that mean when we say it like nevertheless or like underway? Like, but it's like underway. Can we get it overway? Can we or get just it the way. through the way? Like, am I? I'm overwhelmed. I'm underwhelmed. But can I be whelmed? Like <laughs> those kinds of words. Like I always think about that. Yeah, I don't know. There's probably some kind of a weird history to that. I'm word. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I say that and I'm like. What does that mean? Like, where did I get that? Yeah. Right. Or saying, like, you're psyched about something. is like, where does that come from? Exactly. Just, like, random words yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Or I, mean, I think, I'm... didn't you send me something a while ago that was, like, the history of the word okay? Yes. There's, because... like, a whole, like, backstory about the phrase okay being the letters and then the full the four-letter word and then the with the uh, periods in between. It's weird. Well, and I noticed that that word is in multiple is used in multiple languages. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I'll hear French people or whoever, you know, people speaking a different language and they'll be like blah, 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 okay and like move on to the yeah. next thing. I'm like, "What are you saying? Okay, that's our thing." It's but so interesting it? how certain things cross languages. Like, yes, I mean, how no works in a lot of different languages and okay and like, yeah, it's it's great. Yeah. I'm the person who pitches word of the day every day, so this is how my brain works. So. <laughs> well, you haven't pitched the word okay. Fair so. enough. It hasn't been the word of the day yet. <laughs> We, uh, we have a lot to look forward to today. Of course, the Gay MA is up because it's Wednesday. Uh, there is a billionaire doing something that I think most people would find annoying, but I actually find to be kind of genius. I think we've, we both kind of feel bad about loving what he did. Yeah. Because we would both would have done it. I would have done it. I mean, I, I don't think I would have had the audacity to do it, but I think that's what a few billion dollars will get you as a little confidence. Exactly. It gives you a different perspective on the world. Uh, and then we will be talking to this ice cream guy. He runs an ice cream truck that is local. It's in the Southern California area and he is charging double for Instagram influencers. So naturally we both wanted to talk to him. And so we're going to talk to him a little later in the show. Naturally we need to talk to him about that. Uh, Last night I had what I decided at the end was sort of a friend date. And I don't know if you like at your age, we're both the same age. We're both 34. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have the friends that you think you're going to have for probably the rest of time, or do you make new friends? I feel like now I'm like, like there's old friends that I'm like, yeah. mm, I think we're just kind of going our separate ways, and that's okay. Yeah. And when you get a little older, you start realizing like, who do I really want to spend time with? Because now I'm like, you know, I'm in the mid middle of life. Do I feel like dealing with this person stuff? Right. Yeah. You kind of have your BS meter. Yeah. Is much lower than it used to be. I I have like a a new set of friends that I really really love and enjoy, and like we've been friends for like a year year and a half ish now. And so it's you fun- just met a year, year and a half ago. Yeah, we met like uh, August of what is this, 19? So like August, I guess it'll almost be two years now, of 17. And I met like uh, the guy and I was like, oh, we were like instant brothers. Like I had to like ride with him somewhere and like we were like fast friends. And then I met his wife. There was like a long-standing joke that she didn't actually exist because she was never around. And uh. then we met and like, and she, it's funny because she actually said to me, she was like, you got in just in time because we were just getting to the part of like no new friends. And I was like, really? Really? She was like, yeah. You're right under the wire. She's like, your application came in just <laughs> at the deadline. 
So you made it just in. But so yeah. it's funny. It could seem like a job interview or it could seem <laughs> yeah. like a or, dating. Or a date like you, yeah. Because, yeah, because this friend from last night, I haven't seen her in probably 15 years. We used to do musicals together oh, in, okay. in the Bay Area and, you know, we'd been meaning to get together now that we're both living in the same place. And So and she's interesting because it's a new old friend. Yes, okay. but it's somebody that I haven't seen in so long that it's basically new again, new, yeah. but also there's like some history there. So, and she just got married a couple of months ago. So we decided, hey. She's straight? She's straight. Okay. Yeah, as far as I know. I mean, well, she's married to a man. Okay. At least that's that's as far as I know. Exactly. She's married okay, to a right. man. <laughs> so, no assumptions. Yep. A big lumberjacky beardy guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. And he was a hit at Drag Bingo, which is where we went to see each other. Oh, he won. He won Drag really? Bingo and he got brought up to the front and then all all of the drag queens were like font like they were all over him. They were like, What are you doing the here? The gays love nothing more than a good ally. <laughs> like, yeah. oh yes. A nice burly ally. Exactly, exactly. So we uh we had a great time and of course drag bingo, how can you not have a good time? I mean I, I'm convinced that putting drag queens into any scenario will make it exponentially more successful and fun. Uh, I think drag queens really bring people people together all Absolutely. different kinds of people i think we should have drag queen for president i uh, okay I, mean, I just think, I mean, they've got the puns, they've got the innuendos, everyone's having a great time. They'd get be a blast at state dinners and state visits with other countries. For the correspondence dinner, they would just get up and roast themselves. I mean, I, I actually am increasingly more and more for this idea. I think it would be great. But yeah. if you put drag queen in front of anything, it becomes more fun. Like, yes. Story time, remember drag queen story time? We were talking yes. about that pastor, all of a sudden that's more do fun. That. Uh, drag queen, bingo, obviously. Even anything, what's the worst thing you can imagine? A DMV, drag Drag queen DMV ends up being <laughs> can a blast. You imagine going to the DMV <laughs> and the person sitting there is like RuPaul in full drag, <laughs> like and they're rude take your to picture you, exactly. And I'd right. be like, great. I would not care if they were rude to yeah, me. Yeah, I am here for that. It was a great time. So then we we you know the drag bingo ended. We were walking outside. We were all talking, and you know we how like two people are talking, the other two people are talking, and they switch. And we talked to each other, and then we were both walking away with like these smiles on our faces. And Katie and I looked at each other, and we were like, that went really well. <laughs> and we were like, I really want to see them again. Like, we were kind of, like, giddy and excited and just feeling like, oh. And then she posted a picture of us, and we were like, oh. oh. It, it really worked. Yeah. Now, going into it, what was the conversation beforehand? Like, it were was, you guys, like, thinking, like, what, how's this going to be? Uh, I mean, a little bit on the way in, I was like, oh, yeah, this will be kind of interesting because we haven't, I mean, we had never met the husband before and Katie's never met my friend before. And so, but it was a little bit like I was already going anyway for this thing because it was right. a fundraiser for a friend of mine also. So I was going to go anyway. And then it was just kind of a bonus that they were going to uh, attend. So it, we didn't really talk about it that much. We were just kind of like oh yeah, this is happening. It wasn't like, okay, we're going to see how this friend yeah, thing yeah. goes. But then it was like, oh my God, this is going so well. So what was funny about it is I saw in your Insta story that you'd posted drag bingo. And I and like the next person in the feed, my, my story feed, was someone I was talking to on Tinder and he was at the same event. No way! Yes, and I was like, this drag bingo thing is like all over the store. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where the hell were you? I, I was going to say, I should have sent you a message and like, check him out. Yes, you yeah. should have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, so, we would have swatted him with the paddle, or, which is what the well, drag queens were doing. 
<laughs> it made everything better, right? Yeah, it made everything better. All right, so the Women's World Cup, uh, obviously the women killed it. And last night, uh, Megan Rapinoe was on Rachel Maddow, and Rachel Maddow was fangirling all night. And <laughs> and then uh-huh. and thousands of people are in the streets of New York for a ticker tape parade. We'll talk about that. And then how Fox News seemed to, like, you know, really <laughs> make they that want, fun. Want, they're the opposite of drag queens. Exactly, exactly. Wah, wah. Then I've been catching a ton of flack on social media for an interview that I just did. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And so much more. All those things are coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, Ginger Justin in studio with us. And I think, I, I didn't watch the Women's World the World Cup. I've watched uh, some highlights, which I think even the highlights are BS. Like, I know that we're having a conversation about equal pay, which is BS also. But, you know, I look at the high, sports highlights for the gayest news headlines of the week mm-hmm. or the gayest... Um, sports highlights and those highlights are way 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 longer like you mean one, like the clips are yeah like a ba- one baseball game will be like 10 minutes of highlights yeah or uh, a basketball game or something and so- like the women's soccer it was the final game the world them versus the, Nev- the Netherlands the biggest game yeah, yeah. and it was like a two minute clip I was like what the hell is this about yeah and they were like and here are the goals yay they won I was like moving well, on this is, this yeah. is BS but this story in general is so what like it's such a wonderful important story uh, these women are so like out and they're happy and they're they're celebrating yeah. and they're loud and they're making a statement and it's getting political and there's just so many layers to it so and and they're having they just had their parade today mm-hmm. they've been in New York and they just finished, you know, the whole parade route and everything. And Megan Rapino was speaking. And I'm looking on the CNN updates and it's saying, uh, update, no, Megan Rapino doesn't want to run for president. <laughs> and I love that anytime anybody does something cool, they're like, why don't you be president? I, and it's I, like, but I don't, that don't think that's how it works, guys. <laughs> Mind you, we were just trying to nominate a drag queen for okay, president. Okay, yes. Fair enough. Uh, fair enough, yeah. yeah. <laughs> drag queens are totally different, Jared. Drag queens are completely different. <laughs> no, but yeah, I mean. And no policy. No, I mean, we did this with Oprah, like, you know, what was it, a year and a half ago after the Golden Globe? It's like, we, we love that speech. Go be president. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Right. Exactly. But uh, so the crowd was chanting equal pay over the U.S. Soccer Federation head speech. Uh, Megan Rapino has say, has said that, uh, let's see, it's time to come together. This conversation is at the next step. We have to collaborate. We have to be more. We have to be better. We have to be bigger than you've ever been before. And yes, we play sports. Yes, we play soccer. Yes, we're female athletes. But we're so much more than that. We have to love more and hate less. I love that. I no, isn't she awesome? Megan Rapinoe's been great. So last night she was on Rachel Maddow, like I said, and Rachel Maddow was like completely fangirling, going full lesbian, like full tilt lesbian. I mean, you she can't was like, hide it sometimes. She, Rachel even used the, the words, she's the most famous American on the planet right now. I was like, girl, let's... let's <laughs> Let's walk it back. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, everyone's the talking about Megan Rapinoe. happening. Exactly. Okay. Like, come on, come on. Uh, I know your wife, uh, your wife, Susan, <laughs> probably gave you a pass, but like, simmer down. Um, but I love Rachel and I watch her every night and I was just kind of surprised to see like a sports star on there. But like, as you said, this has become such a political story, such a pop culture story, obviously a sports story. Um, and one of the things I saw in the headline this morning that we were just talking about in the break is 
I didn't realize that there was federal money that goes into the U.S. soccer. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. I mean, I guess I didn't know a lot of things about soccer. Well, so, girl, before you now. and me both. So. Um, <laughs> I'm really like, no, they just look like they're running a lot. <laughs> exactly. It looks really hard. It looks like a lot of cardio. Um, <laughs> and it looks like it hurts her foot. I remember playing soccer once in fourth grade and I killed that day. <laughs> To be clear, really, that day. it was one day. Well, I was a I was a goalie, and I remember blocking a shot like by jumping up in the air, and I blocked it with my knee, and I thought I could be a world class athlete. Literally, never happened again. Goal. I was a goalie, killed it that day, uh, and I've always remembered it. it was the last time I ever played soccer, and I won't, I just uh, you know you go out as a champion. So <laughs> you went on on a high note. You retired early. Exactly. Good. Exactly. Yeah. Like like Seinfeld. Like you have to know when to go out. So um, I <laughs> like Seinfeld. Anyway. Uh, Good comparison. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I didn't realize that there was federal money that goes into this. So uh, uh, Joe Manchin, who is the Democrat from West Virginia, he he is a senator and he's introducing legislation um, that will basically, um, according to this HuffPost headline that says no federal money for 2026 World Cup until women's team gets equal pay. And I. Oh, so they want to withhold the federal funding until yeah. the women get equal pay. Oh. Well, so what's, what's interesting about it is um, it says the bill would cut off any and all, quote, federal money that would otherwise be spent when the United States co-hosts the Men's World Cup in 2026. So, like, there's money that goes to the um, U.S. Soccer uh, Federation, if you will. Yes, the U.S. Soccer Federation. Because when they, when they have World Cup events in different cities, like, there's federal money that right, goes and all that kind right. of stuff. So, in his in his um, legislation, it says, the clear, unequitable pay between the U.S. men and women's soccer teams is unacceptable, and I'm glad the U.S. women's soccer team latest victory is causing public outcry. I'm angry encouraging everyone to call their senator and representatives to help us get this bill passed and finally pay the equitable pay they deserve. So, so I mean, I'm supposed to call a senator? You can call your senator. You can call your congressperson. Who's my senator? Your, your senators are Kamala Harris and uh, who's our other? Oh, man. Oh, look at me. Kamala Harris is our junior senator. Kamala Harris and Kamala Harris, too. Kamala Harris and Kamala Harris, too. Yes. Okay. But I didn't know that I could just call Kamala Harris whenever well, I want Well, you can call to. her office. Yeah. And I'll has, get a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can call her office in um, in Sacramento or in, D- in Washington, D.C. Okay. Yeah. We should do that. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. We and, should do that like every day. And we have congresspeople. My congressperson is Maxine Waters. Your congressperson, I don't think it's Katie Hill. Um, but oh, she's yeah. the bi lady. Yeah, she's she's in Orange County. But yeah, you can you can call your congressperson. Oh, cool. For, All right. Absolutely. Um, so, can you prank call your congressman? <clears throat> absolutely. The phone works the same way. <laughs> I I mean, I do it all the time. So, so let me tell you. Um, okay. This next story is, <laughs> can you charge people to come to your wedding? I mean, it's a great way to save money, mm-hmm. if nothing else. I mean, I've already gotten married. This, we were giving also uh, some some advice to Justin while he is planning his wedding. Should yes. he be charging for guests? So all that and more is coming up. The idea of me getting married, it, it seems like it should be a ticketed event. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jarrett Hill, Ginger Justin, newly engaged, wedding planning as we speak. Is that correct, Justin? Have you done any planning since you got engaged, what was it, a month ago? A lot of talking. A lot of talking, okay. That sounds like a no. That's that's what I heard. (laughs) A lot of just brainstorming. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Not even necessarily to each other. No, just thinking out loud. Exactly. Or just Googling what other people have done in the past. (laughs) So the Pinterest what? has begun. What's that? The Pinteresting has begun. Oh yeah, that has to begin immediately. You know, my sister has had a Pinterest page for her wedding since before she even met her current boyfriend. 
She oh, had Jesus. everything. Well, she's obsessed with weddings and planning and things like that. Okay. So I don't. She's not one of those girls who's like very obsessive to be like this is exactly how everything's going to go. Maybe, maybe a little bit, but she. <laughs> a little bit. But she is also. I mean, she's in fashion, so she kind of has that eye for things anyway. Like say yes for the dresses to to the dress to, to the, the dress. dress. Yeah. <laughs> not say yes for the dress, um, but she is really into that world anyway. So she's got like all of her plans. Apparently they've already set a wedding date and venue and they haven't even gotten engaged yet. I'm sorry, what? what? Yeah. What? Yeah. How? I heard about this through my mom. Apparently they're getting married in Tahoe next year. I don't know this, but there's plans and there's already a venue picked out and everything. I don't know if the listeners can hear the dumbfoundedness on my face, <laughs> but oh my God. Yeah. That's wild. So she's been wanting to get married there for years. So they have what, what I would consider like a tacit engagement. Like we've agreed that we're getting married. We just haven't gotten engaged. Yes, because he's still in the process of getting the ring and saving money and things like that. Cut so to her it, saying no when he proposes and really throwing a wrench into everything. Right. Exactly. And you put the down payment on the venue, so you're going to deal with it. Right. That. So the reason that we're talking about wedding stuff is because, and I don't know if you're a fan of Facebook groups. I'm not. I'm not really a part of many Facebook groups. Facebook groups often tend to become cesspools. Yes, they're they're basically like they end up being self-promotional or just a place to rant. Where people just get angry about something that they don't want to get angry about in public. It's like, yeah. Yeah, this one is called That's It, I'm Wedding Shaming. And it seems like one of the only Facebook groups that I would actually want to join. That's wild. So that's where this story came from. And this woman has been a blasted on this Facebook group, That's It, I'm Wedding Shaming, because she charged people $125 each to attend her wedding. Here is the post. Wait, how much did you say? $125 per person. I thought I got that wrong. Okay. So this person person. who posted about it on the Facebook group, her and her partner paid a total of $200 as an admission fee (laughs) to attend the wedding. But... And aside from the fact that you're charging for a wedding, which already seems ridiculous, but if you have a great wedding lined up, like if you have entertainment, like if Ed Sheeran is performing, I was say, in the first if this dance, is that w- wedding in India where Beyonce was performing, then maybe I would attend. Like, that. come on, I would pay to attend that. Right. This apparently had to do with uh, hot dog slices that were served, and oh, then you ran. I've got to be kidding. Hot dog slices. Hot dog anything for a $125 ticket, you can kiss the blackest part of my... Never mind. Hold on, hot dog anything? Yeah, I mean, come on. Even pigs in a blanket? I mean, I do like a hot dog, but for $125, you better give me a show. Like, So they ran out of food, and uh, they said, the person said, not uh, only not... Only to not get much in the way of appetizers, they ran out halfway to our table. Uh, some of the items included hot dog slices. So everyone is getting upset about this, but, and of course, this is stupid. Who the hell would pay $125? I mean, the idea of making money on your wedding is kind of interesting to me, but. We've got more reasons to be mad at these people right after this break. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill. Yes, that's us. That is us. That is you. So you were asking me in the break, like, what weddings would I not want to go to or what I want to go to? And I thought, like, go ahead. No, I was just going to, yeah, I was asking what what wedding would you actually pay to attend? Pay a ticket to go to. So I thought, like, I would want to go to Queen Latifah's wedding. 
Oh, sn- yeah. Because like it's everything's been like her sexuality's always been like such a you know a, 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 a talked about under the table kind of conversation. So I'd want to go see what that was like. Well, also I think that if you're gonna pay to go to a wedding, it should be a gay wedding. It should be a yes, exactly. Or like at least like not a just a traditional boring. It wouldn't be a friends' wedding. wedding let's be clear. <laughs> um, and no, then it'd I be thought, like a celebrity's wedding. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought like oh Lizzo would probably have a really fun wedding. Yeah. You know. And like how much would you pay? Would you be with like if you're you had a you could buy a ticket to go to Lizzo's wedding. You knew that there was probably going to be performers that because she probably yeah. has all these friends that would perform. Yeah, you know, it'd be like exactly. amazing, like Sophie Turner and, and whatever Jonas dude. Like they uh, probably had people too. I I would I would probably pay a couple hundred dollars like I was going to a concert. But then I thought like which wedding do I definitely not want to go to? And I remember watching the royal wedding, thinking like I'm so glad I'm not there. Yeah, but because even people that go to that can't even see any of it. Exactly. That's what's annoying. It seems like a nightmare to attend. Beautiful, gorgeous, special wedding, but like it seems like it'd be hell to actually be there. No, they need to do redo the layout of that abbey. Oh my god, it's, because it it's terrible. just like it's a terrible. narrow hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like how can anyone see anything? But I would definitely pay to go to the wedding of the gay penguins. Oh god. That I would like to see. That was a left-hand turn. I, I would bring. <laughs> I would bring a jacket, uh, but I would definitely make it happen. Justin is whirling his finger, meaning we okay. got to get into news it or lose it. Let's do it. Drop the subject presents news it or lose it. Justin, Justin was suggesting over the weekend, I mean, excuse me, over the commercial break, um, he was like, the, the wedding you were describing started to sound kind of like the fire Festival. Oh, yeah. And like, what would the VIP section look like? You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it would probably still be trash. But, exactly. Yeah. I mean, hot dogs, when people think of hot dog slices, they definitely think of fire Festival. I remember seeing those that food from the fire Festival. I was like, oh, I would be pissed. Yeah, and that restaurant lady was pissed about it, too, oh, because she, she was like, She this paid is... all her money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yes, okay. Justin's like, move on. I know, sorry. Uh, you brought it up, Justin. Right, Off exactly. the air, but still. Okay, here's some here's five headlines, Jarrett. You get to decide what we news and what we lose. Here's your first... Do you have a guess for how many I'm going to news? I think I'm going to news all of them. Oh, okay. I'm just going to go all in. All right. Maybe I'll go four. <laughs> <laughs> Backtrack. Go. All right, headline number one. Amazon's Alexa will give medical advice now from the NHS. Oh, hell to the no. <laughs> Um, this this cannot exist for my my own sanity. My wife already thinks she has every single medical problem in the yeah. history of the world. I think Google has to stop doing it. So like they should just n- nix it. Stop. Yeah, lose it. Okay, lose it all around. All just every in, in every different way. Right. <laughs> okay. Uh, headline number two: Disney recalls Forky toy due to choking hazard. Sure. Okay. Uh, headline number three. You think meatless meat is bad? Hold my beer, says fishless fish. Oh, God, that sounds awful. News it. Fishless fish? Fishless fish. Okay. What the hell does that taste like? Okay. Uh, headline number three. Instagram to flag hateful comments before you send them. Oh. Um, considering the day I've had, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, it. figured that you have a personal connection Absolutely. to that one. And then finally, AT&T becomes the first wireless company to automatically block spam calls. Oh my God, absolutely. Because yes. my my missed calls are all like 800 numbers that I don't want to answer calls from. And um, maybe I'll switch to AT&T then. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just reading a little bit about this um, 
fishless burger or this fishless fish. Which sounds amazing. There's so many disgusting buzzwords in here that make me never, ever want to try it. But you're going to be excited to tell the story. <laughs> you know I am. <laughs> Anything disgusting food related, I want to I want to talk about. Okay, this is News That Are Lose It. Drop the Subject presents... News it or lose it. Jarrett, you decided on this too, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why are you warning me I'm like just that? saying, if, if it's gross, this is what you asked for. 2019 is proving to be a great year for vegetarians. You know, no longer do you have to just sit there and look all meek and sad while your carnivore friends chow down on a big, juicy, meaty burger because Impossible Meats and Beyond Meat, they've all made it possible for you to fit right in without having to eat cows or chickens. And now you can do the same when someone orders a salmon. You can say, hey, I'll have the faux salmon, please, or the fake cod or whatever the hell you want because they are now making fishless fish. Uh, Impossible Foods, which is, of course, the California company behind the meatless Impossible Burger, the Impossible Whopper, they're joining a crowded field of food companies developing alternatives to traditional seafood with plant-based recipes or lab techniques that allow scientists to grow fish from cells. I just, okay, so let me just pause you right here. I kind of know the answer to this question, but I always end up feeling it when I hear stories like this. It's like, if you don't want to eat meat or or seafood, like, why are you, like, really, really trying hard to get the fake thing like, that tastes just like it? I, I can understand a little bit of burger. Like, a burger is amazing. Yeah. Fish is not something that I'm like, oh, man, I feel so bad for you that you yeah. can't eat fish. Well, like, I always feel like these are the things for the people, like, trying to transition into it. You know, like, oh, well, like, at least I can still have a burger or at least. I, but I'm like, if you're going to go for this, like, go for it, I guess. <laughs> I guess. But, like, some of these engineered kind of things feel like, girl, just let it go. Yeah. OK. So it says uh, so far, much of Impossible's work has focused on the biochemistry of fish flavor. <laughs> oh, God. Let's harness the the fish. All right. Let's develop this flavor and yeah. really nail it down so that we can re- <laughs> reproduce it. Then they reproduce it using heme. Don't know what that is. Oh, but good old heme. Good old heme. Got to have more heme in the world. It's you the know. same protein undergirding its meat formula. You just wanted to say undergird. Clear Under, on that. Undergirding heme. <laughs> uh, the company's chief executive uh, says that. Uh, last month, Impossible's 124-person research and development team, which the company plans to increase to around 200 by the end of next year, produced an anchovy-flavored broth. I think it's a good place <laughs> to move on. The thing in my bottom of my throat just went... It was being used to make paella. Oh. But you could also use it to make Caesar dressing or something like that. So, okay. Hold on. Paella. Mm. Right. Paella, paella. I mean, paella is amazing. If it's like an added thing, like a spice that you're just sprinkling on something, sure. But if you're taking and growing like an actual piece of fish in a lab based on cells like how worth it is that yeah i'm gonna say not very how expensive is that gonna be to buy you know what i mean it's got to be super expensive to make and then if you're gonna put like you know impossible burgers being put in all these uh fast food restaurants you know like they have the impossible whoppers so what are they gonna do like the fake fillet of fish oh i mean the fillet of fish the real thing is dangerous enough yeah i actually do kind of enjoy it but it's one of those things that i feel guilty about when i do it oh they have pictures of can tuna okay Okay. i can't we're gonna move on now this is horrifying (laughs) all right 
You can't get through your day anymore without getting a call from a Nigerian prince or the IRS or someone saying, oh, we've kidnapped your grandma. We need some ransom money. Let me stop you at Nigerian prince. <laughs> Sorry, go on. You're like, I don't need your money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I just want to be your concubine. Listen, I mean. Um, I have actually engaged with a Nigerian prince who said I had won a bunch of money. Really? Yeah, because he Did called... you give him your banking information? <laughs> well, no, but we actually talked to him on the air because I was looking for an apartment. Okay. And he said that he, um, you know, had this amazing place that was super, super cheap. Of course. And that he wanted to talk to me about it. And then he was in Nigeria and that he was a millionaire. And then I think at one point he said that he was going to give me money. So we unfolded all of this on the air. Nice. And, uh, and it was pretty exciting because he really wanted to keep us on the phone because we seemed interested, right? That he, he was like, I'm going to get these idiots credit card number. And so we would like string him along by being like, well, we're just going we're gonna to give you our information on, on like the wire transfer in a minute. But like, tell me more about this place yeah. and tell me more about this. And like, it says here that you're a doctor. What does that mean? What are you a doctor of? And like, he was, then he would get really mad. It, it was exciting. So I know this, this story is about like the spam and the ways that like these companies try and get to your attention or whatever. I always used to love like in the, in the mall when you would walk past like a, a cell phone kiosk and they like hold out a phone, they'd be like free phone, yep. free phone. And so like my uncle in those moments, he would just like grab the phone and say, thank you and keep walking. And they'd be like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> like, I always love that. I was like, he said, you were like, it was free. It's free. So, yeah. Some restrictions apply. Exactly. So, the reason we bring this up is because AT&T is apparently going to be the first major wireless company to automatically block all of these spam calls. I know they can be oh very exciting, God. but yeah, I mean, I've downloaded those apps that are like, you know, we're going to block all the scam calls for you, but there are, it's it's it seems impossible because as soon as you have a roadblock, they find a way to work around it. I mean, these scammers are, they're, they're very committed. They're very yes, dedicated. They they're very creative. They're always going to find new ways to get at you. So AT&T customers could soon be free of having to deal with annoying scam calls, or at least that is AT&T's current plan. So we'll see how that works. I just always want to be able to like get the phone numbers of these companies and, and like prank call them, like spam call them. I know. And like pitch them our show. Well, let's do it. Okay. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Mm. Drop the subject. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> so um, The new Channel Q. You know, I always like to give you guys a peek behind the curtain. Um, in the commercial break, one of our promotions managers came into the studio and she was like, hey, we've got food out here for you guys. Jocks get to go first because you got to get back on the air. And I was like, I'm sorry, what? I know. We were like, no. Ah! We, like we literally ran. ran out of the yeah. studio. Well, because <clears throat> anytime there's free anything around here, people freak out Listen, in general. Absolutely. So she was coming and it was like almost like an earth, like an earthquake drill or something. <laughs> exactly. She was like, quick, there's food. <laughs> Justin, Go get it. Justin was like, you got three minutes. So yeah. we ran over to the table and there's a line of people. And like, I know she said like jocks get to go first. And first of all, we're jocks, which is hilarious. Um, Never been a jock in my whole life, Me except neither. for that soccer day. That's a different thing. <laughs> but I was like, you, when you blocked that exactly, one goal. when I blocked the goal and I won the 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 elementary school World Series <laughs> at recess, um, and so I jump in there and she's like, "No, go ahead, jump ahead of the line." And I'm like, um, "Everyone behind me, you're all valuable people. I see you. I appreciate you. Thank you so much." But I'm grabbing these taquitos. See, I that's you're a braver person than I because even though they say you can cut the you line, still look like a jerk. Yes, and you still get the looks from 
from people that are like, who's this person? I was just like cracking jokes and making them laugh. And I was like, I have to get back on the air in two and a half minutes. I love um, you. Thank you so much. See, you're more charming than I am. I would just be like, excuse me. Excuse me. I would me. do that dumb white girl thing where I'm like, sorry. Do you like, sorry. I'm Radio's Allie Johnson. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard of Channel Q fame. Yeah, I have to go first because I'm on the air. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I always feel feel the guilt of like being... It's, of the, of the, it's true. Of well, you overcompensated by being like, I'm sorry because of blah, 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 exactly. blah, blah, blah. So you did the right thing. And I, I was paranoid about getting back on the air. So I went back to the studio. You grabbed me a plate. Yeah. That's very nice of you. I will tell you the taquito. It has a little bit of a spicy kick in the I back of your throat. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> okay. News it or lose it continues with lunch in front of us. Oh, we're not doing the intro? Got it. Okay. (laughs) The next story here that we have is uh, a little sad because we have lost some people already this week. We've lost Ross Perot. We've lost Rip Torn this morning from Men in Black and Larry Sanders show and many others. And now I must say, Forky, who... I guess in the Toy Story like, is this Four the movie, to the Forky story? <laughs> like what is she talking about? The the Toy Story Four centers around a toy who is trying desperately to get thrown away, and now I am sad to report that he is being thrown away. Oh no! Because there is a voluntary recall of the 11 inch Forky plush toy due to a manufacturing defect that apparently allows children to choke on it. I the. The horror. I mean, of Forky being recalled. I just, I'm. <sighs> I know it's hard. If you need help, please call eight six six five three seven seven six four nine or return the item to any North oh, America thought, Disney. Park I thought you store. were giving our number. <laughs> I was like, that's not our number. Like, if you do need support, exactly. eight three three seven seven call Q is. Uh, we have a space for you. It's a I'm safe so space. I'm so sorry to those of you that really were looking forward to be able to keep Forky. Yeah. Keep forking around. Uh, for yeah, this forking is really forked. Yeah, I, this is a really forking crazy story. <laughs> Um, 11 inches for Forky seems large to me. Especially, well, else? especially if we're talking about choking. I just... I, How does anyone choke on a plush toy? You put 11 inches of something in your mouth. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, hey, you I can't got, dump that. I got we're dumped. talking about Forky plush toys. Forky is 11 and three quarter inches long. Oh, you jerk. All right, really quickly. Uh, Instagram is now rolling out a new feature that will urge users to think twice before posting hateful comments in an ed- in an effort to minimize cyberbullying, which happens, of course, on Instagram. Instagram probably should tell you should give some kind of warning about putting eleven. Never mind. We'll get out of here. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Okay, drop the subject on the new channel Q, Allie Johnson, Jared Hill, and now is the debut of a segment that we kind of teased yesterday, but we hadn't really solidified, and then we were like, you know what, let's just go with it. So, without further ado, here is Trump Around! <laughs> Trump! Trump! Oh God, I can't even say it. Trump! Trump! A Trump, Trump Around! Trump Around! So this uh, new segment is basically uh, when when we've got headlines about Donald Trump, which are rare. Like there's usually not anything to talk about with this this president. Um, we will. It's we're going to be calling it Trump around um, because we really like using that music. Who are and we, we need to put some kind of level of fun into it. I mean, because geez, Louise, he's exhausting. Um, okay, so the odd thing is that we were preparing to get on the air to talk about this story with Jeffrey Epstein and uh, labor 
Secretary Alex Acosta. And literally in the commercial break, we got a push alert that Alex Acosta is literally speaking right now um, amid calls for his resignation. So what is who is Alex Acosta? Why does he matter? Um, we talked earlier this week about this uh this case where Jeffrey Epstein is being, he's gone to court. He's been accused of all of these different crimes related to like sex trafficking and under and pedophilia and all of these different things. Yeah. I think some other, another uh, victim has come out and said yeah. that she was raped by him when she was 15, 15. Yeah. yeah. That came out this morning. Mm-hmm. And so like, there's all these different allegations of things that Jeffrey Epstein has been doing for a long time. And he and sucks. He sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really want to. Yeah. Like, so, uh, so Jeffrey Epstein, uh, most of these things happened in Florida. And so Alex Acosta um, had jurisdiction there before. And he gave Jeffrey Epstein like this crazy deal where he could get away with only going to jail for 15 months. And oh, that's when we were talking about. Right, deal. right, right. Well, it was so, like in 2008 or something. Yeah, it was a yeah. number of years back. He only served like 15 months in prison. And he was basically immune from being charged any, for anything else in Florida um, from a federal perspective. And so now mm-hmm. New York Twitching. is where. Exactly. Mm-hmm. New York is where all of these new charges are coming from because that doesn't fall underneath the jurisdiction of the, the agreement that he was under. And so since doing since giving him that deal, Alex Acosta has now become the labor secretary. He's like a big deal in Washington. And people are saying, like, you let this happen, basically, and you should be ashamed and you should resign. So all of these people have been talking about how he should lose his job or how he should resign or be fired. And so the Acosta resign has been twi- tra- trending on Twitter. Right. People I have saw been that. all over it. And so right now he's addressing um, the press and I'm I'm listening to it in one ear and I'm talking to um, on the other side. But like he hasn't said he's going to resign. But I mean, what he did basically let Jeffrey Epstein get away with, you know, heinous crimes against young women, um, girls and what some people will call rape or sexual assault or child molestation or, or however you want to phrase that. So. And this is what we were. T- I mean. Because we were talking a little bit about this, was it yesterday? When uh, when I think it was like Monday, maybe. Okay, because this story broke. Yeah, I believe on yeah, Monday, yeah. and then we had somebody call in because we were talking about some of the people that were put in horrible positions where they, you know, outwardly or maybe indirectly were assisting in this sex trafficking ring, whether they were knowingly doing it or not. And then you know we had that guy call in who was like, you know, there's no excuse for going with this behavior and, and blah blah blah. This guy is not who we're talking about. No, yeah, Alex Acosta is not the guy. <laughs> like, he knew about this stuff, and he knowingly helped him out to bail him out when, you know, years ago, yeah. and is now trying to cover his own ass after being exposed for the douchebag that he is. The people that we were talking about were more, like, Assistants indirectly. And yeah, drivers like, and... Totally, yeah. that were, like, on the outskirts of this, and yeah, kind yeah. of not, and like Dr. Jen said, it's not necessarily like, hey, I want you to get me a 14-year-old girl. Like, it's not as direct as that. And people are put in these positions where they just don't really, they don't even know all of the information and they're assisting without knowing. So I I think what was important about that conversation that we had with Dr. Jen and like that is kind of always in the periphery of a conversation like this is like the grooming that comes along with it and how like it doesn't, it's not like on your first day, you know, the person is like, hey, go get me a 14 year old, you know? Right. It's like they have conversations with you. They, you know, imply things, they make jokes and like they gradually grow up to something like go get 
gave me a 14 It's like a cult. Exactly. Or like yeah, brainwashing. Yeah. You know, you start small, you, you brainwash just one person, yeah. and then it spreads slowly. Yeah. There's an article in the Daily Beast, and we, we don't have time to get all, all the way into it, but the headline is, where are Jeffrey Epstein's alleged accomplices now? And it's these four different women that worked for him that were, you know, allegedly, you know, were kind of aiding in this. Um, and so they all have very different stories and, you know, kind of just follows oh, so they're where speaking. they are. Yeah. They, I mean, it's kind of like who they are, where they are now. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting predicament of a story to be involved in. But right now, Alex Acosta is answering questions. It doesn't seem like he's resigning. It seems like he's defending himself, which I don't know how you do that. Cool. But yeah, great. exactly. Cool That's guy. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. When we come <laughs> I'm back, look at this guy. He looks like a just big douchebag. He looks like a bag of that. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. the subject okay drop the subject we've got taquitos in our tummies i want more taquitos honestly <laughs> well we got a second update somebody else ran into the studio and was like it's running out <laughs> so <laughs> we make plenty of money here by the way just I to just, let you know we're not starving or anything listen, i will i will tell you whenever there's free food anywhere when i used to work in a news station free food always got everybody like wherever you work if you have free food people will be there there's not really a mentality around the office of like oh no don't Donuts again? I have to watch my fig. Everyone's like, donuts! Exactly. Like, nobody Free gives pizza? a... What? Right. We're on the way. Like, everything is gone. But then I... Sometimes I... Before the show, I'm upstairs in, like, I scurry into an empty studio so that I can get some stuff done before the show starts. I love and the verb scurry. I scurry. I yeah. do scurry because I'm not technically supposed to be up there. But <laughs> there's a break room up there and there's some person who has, like, a garden or something because they bring in... Oh, like vegetables like it's just a bowl of like heirloom tomatoes or like random zucchini or something and i'm like huh this is an interesting thing to bring into the break room like that's a choice i'll put one in my backpack yeah Yeah. and i'm a little nervous to be like i'm just gonna take a giant tomato and put it in my backpack yeah yeah Uh, but you know that's just then there's the weird like bring your own banana bread people where you're like i made this homemade thing you're that person i remember i did bring banana bread one day yeah but that was like not for the it wasn't the office yeah Yeah, yeah. like i feel like i could try it or I could take a piece and then try one bite and be like this is horrible and I don't want to risk doing that in front of the person who made spent hours on the banana bread anyway we digress we are here to talk to a man who in our opinion is doing God's work he is uh, (laughs) running he's running uh, well he he runs an uh, an ice cream truck here in the Los Angeles area he's a soft serve proprietor and his name is Joe Nitsche and he has made a lot of headlines this week because he has created a new policy that Insta, uh, Instagram influencers are paying double. So we have Joe on the phone right now. Is that correct, Justin? So Joe, how's it going, man? I'm good. How are you? Pretty good, thanks. So I am like really fascinated by this, and I was reading your story. Tell people how this got started, where you were going to start charging double to Instagram influencers. We've been approached for the last two. To, we've been open for five years, but we've been approached for the last two to three years from influencers. We're wanting free product in exchange for uh, what they like to say is exposure on their social media channel. Now, so it seems like for a lot of brands and things like that, that would make sense. And it's a, you know, they end up paying for those kinds of things. So for you, though, I read in your story that you were like, you're asking for this for a $4 product. Like, why (laughs) are you giving me so (laughs) much about this? This is a $4 item. A lot of the uh, influencers that were approaching us were fashion bloggers or people that had nothing to do with the food industry. 
I'm sure there are legitimate influencers out there. The ones that have approached my business have not been. Has anyone ever asked you uh, that has an Instagram account not for themselves, but for like an animal? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> I was like, because that is even more like, but then I would yeah, probably no. be tempted and be like, all right, this we, cat is going to hold an ice guy, cream cone. We, we have a, a guy at the Melrose Trading Post with a pet pig, and that pig has an Instagram, but he did not. he's never asked for free ice cream. So what kind of feedback have you gotten when you tell them that you're going to start charging them double? So I put the sign up as kind of as a joke, as like a tongue-in-cheek thing of like, you know how you see those signs say we reserve the right to refuse service to anyone? Right. It was kind of like that. Like, they would be put off by it and hopefully walk away, and that's exactly what happened. Really? Yeah, I, I put it up on Sunday at the Melrose Trading Post, and I saw a lot of dirty looks, people rolling their eyes, and I feel like it kind of did, did its job. Well, I mean, I would have actually imagine that this would make your your ice cream truck even more Instagrammable because everyone would, would want to take so. a selfie with you. Has it helped? Has it actually made your truck more popular? Yeah, I mean, business has been good before this, but yeah, this past week has been insane. Our business has doubled. I'm not an idiot. I'm sure it's going to drop back down and this is more of a fad right now, but it's been great. So I understand the ice cream that you serve is a soft serve ice cream, but it is like a family recipe or something. Tell us about that. Yeah, it's family recipe, but we took our recipe to a local dairy here out in Los Angeles and they make our stuff and yeah it's our proprietary mix we'll t- what so what is the flavor like talk to us about that uh, we do we do chocolate vanilla or vanilla or a combination of the two Ooh. super high fat a <laughs> lot of butter a lot of sugar everything that's not good for you that's why it tastes so good oh interesting. <laughs> i'm just like i've i've heard this from hotels getting pissed off too because they get approached by influencers saying like hey can we stay at your hotel for free for mentions and things like that and i mean all of you, sh- the fact that you're leading the charge and banding together and saying no to this, this is where the revolution begins. I guess so. And I, I, it's funny. I thought that this was just an L.A. douchebag thing. I had no idea that people are dealing with this in Japan or Croatia or any of the places that have reached out to us since this whole thing went viral. There's yeah. clearly an issue with small businesses being manipulated. And I hate to sound dramatic, but I think it's criminal. So do you think that, in your opinion, with this family recipe, your soft serve ice cream is worth $8 to these influencers? No, again, it was it was done in him. <laughs> it was my way of saying, please go away. Please just leave me alone. I want nothing to do with you. I have bills to pay. I have a family. I need to make money. Like, well, go the, away. The interesting thing about this is now, where whereas everyone would go into a thing like wanting people to know they're an Instagram influencer, they're probably not even going to mention that they're Instagram influencers because they just want to pay a regular price. Totally. And that would mean that I did my job. Exactly. <laughs> there are fake influencers exactly, that are just yeah. like wanting a free scoop. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I we didn't appreciate- know this. I was doing some research. You can buy comments, likes, and follows. You can fabricate a fake account and get free stuff out of it. Oh, absolutely. It's a it's a whole business oh, for a lot of yeah, people. Yeah. Thank you so much, Joe. We really appreciate you chatting with us. Thanks so much. So what's crazy to me, my, my favorite part of this interview... Crazier than the ice cream flavors? Well, I was going to say, my favorite part of the whole interview is you going, ooh, <laughs> uh, chocolate and, and vanilla. vanilla? Stop. <laughs> and if you say vanilla bean, I'm going to freak out. Right. I'm going to lose it. Um, so yeah, you guys can check him out. Uh, here's here in LA. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time for the gay MA. That's the gay me anything, ask me anything, where <laughs> she gets to ask me a question, I get to ask her a question, both about being gay, about being black, about being on the radio or whatever we'll be Mm. right back (laughs) drop the subject we'll be right back drop the subject okay all right all right drop the subject on the new channel q ali johnson jared hill ginger justin the newly engaged man wedding planning and we are i think developing a new theme where we talk about wedding horror stories 
to get him very excited uh, because we talked earlier about a wedding where a woman was charging people $125 a person to give them hot dog slices at her wedding. What one person calls very excited, another one calls probably horrified. Yeah, exactly. So have Um, fun with that, Ginge. I might just do that to make sure nobody shows up. Oh. Well, you do get to that point, I will say, when you're wedding planning, you get to a point where your guest list gets bigger than you think it's going to get, oh. and then you're really hoping that certain people say no, but those are the people that go. <laughs> <laughs> and then all the people that you want to go are like, I can't make it. That being said, everyone who was there, I was, it was great. There were so many people you love all in one place. It's amazing. But didn't you tell me you hated that girl? Never no. mind. <laughs> that girl who was like your cousin or something. No, so no. as you're saying that, I was I was joking that I want to do the, well, not so much of a joke, but like that I want to do the surprise wedding thing. But then I'm like, oh, but then how do you get like your parents to come out for like a party that they don't know is going to be? Right. Wedding? And you're like, oh, I'm inviting you to my friend's backyard for this uh, made up thing. 35th birthday. Yeah. You got to be there. And I want you to get on a flight. Exactly. And come down here, yeah. and then st- like, yeah, they were probably like, they they would know. The they surprise would get the- wedding thing. It's like uh, what people don't know, and then like, how would ugh, okay? I'm still not gonna be shooting myself in the foot with the idea. But my friend, a friend of mine, did get married. At, did they did a surprise wedding? They had a party at their house, and then it was like, surprise, we're getting married. And she said it was the best idea they ever had. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to do that. I just. Ugh. I'm single. Why am I even having this much <laughs> consternation over this? You're like, oh, God, I'm so torn oh. about how to have my imaginary wedding. Exactly, exactly. Uh, all right, the game, here we go. <laughs> this is where we get a chance to ask each other about our lives, about our lifestyles. I get to ask you about what it's like being a gay black man in this world. And my question for you yes. today is if there were, I know there's dating apps for everything. Now. Yes. If there were a dating app, I mean, maybe there is already. A dating app exclusively for gay black men. Would you join and why? Um, when I was younger, actually, was there was a website for that. It was called blackgaychat.com or like blackgaychatlive or something like that. And it oh. was like BGC. Um, and yes, I was on there, which was interesting because then there'd be like white guys that would pop up and you'd be like, oh, this is a white guy that's really into black guys, oh. which gets a little weird. Um, but why does that get so weird? I mean, if he has a type, then so there's a difference with having a type. There's a difference between like being attracted to black guys or being attracted to like everybody and being really into black guys. You know what I mean? Like it feels a little weird sometimes and like very fetishy. Like um, if a like if a really old white dude is like, I only date Asian women. Yeah, there's something that's a little like ah, exactly like that. Like kind of weird. What's that about? What exactly. is what is that very specific exactly. type <laughs> exactly. that you're into? Have you talked to your therapist about this? Right, that kind of thing. So and like, like oh yeah, and then my ex-wife, and it's like another Asian woman who looks yeah. exactly like that. And Absolutely. You're like, um. All right. It's okay. like yeah, exactly. So I, uh, for instance, I. I when I first moved here I was like hooking up with this white guy and like he kept trying to make it seem like he was really into me and I was like no you're into black guys I like see. you know what I mean and it was so like so you knew the difference you I, could tell the difference yeah and I mean I was just hooking up with him because it was good so anyway <laughs> but if you were to join a dating app like that would you feel that you were closing yourself off because if if you you dated a white guy but would you date a white guy again or do you exclusively like do you yourself exclusively only want to date black guys um i don't exclusively date black guys but i have predominantly dated black guys like for instance i, I told you i like i'm back on tinder and there's a white guy that i'm chatting with i'm like oh he's interesting and like he has a cool vibe um so like i'm not exclusively dating black guys but like i know for me with dating a white guy um 
it's going to take something like very specific. Like I can't have to explain to you like Black Lives Matter, and I would mm. I always joke like if I have to explain to you why All Lives Matter is a problem for me, like we're not going to work. I see. You yeah. know what I mean? Like because there's so many things that are u- unique to the Black experience, and like I'm okay with answering questions, but like having to do it all day every day, it's that kind of gets draining. Right, and there's something a little self-serving about the person being like, "So tell me all about you, what it's like yeah, to be you, or right. whatever." Right. And like the the white guy that I'm chatting with on Grinder, excuse me on on. Tinder, he get your dating apps exactly straight, right. dude. On Tinder, one of the, one of his photos, he has like a photo with like a best friend, and it's a black girl. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do mm. that. And I oh, told okay. you, I okay. told you before that because, you'll look through people's Instagram. Yeah, because like I don't want to be the black person in your life. Right. I don't want to be the black guy amongst your friends and like have to deal with that because that brings a whole other dynamic into conversation that I just don't want to do every day. So, do you, would you say that you're into black guys or you're like into black guys? I'm into black guys. <laughs> <laughs> like you've got a fetish. Yeah, no. I well it's a it's a familiarity thing. Like there's a a shorthand that comes along with being another black man that you understand where I'm coming from like without having to explain it. So that I think is probably like a comfortability thing. But I also find that it's similar with brown men as not just black men, but also just with brown men. Men of color. Exactly. Right. Okay, okay. Kind of similarly we were talking to Dr. Jen about like how I know plenty of like um black queer folks that want to find a black queer therapist and like okay, have a hard yeah. time because right. there's, there's a small number of those. Yeah, well, you want to have the common the commonality in exactly. your therapist anyway. No and my what. therapist, I found, she actually, she isn't black. And at first I was like, I don't know, but she's Latina and queer. And like, it's a very similar experience, but not the same. Hmm. Like there's a, a, a being a minority at the very least. So, okay. Um, Justin's already playing the music, which means I'm going to have to ask you my question after we get back from the break. Let's do it. It's going to be a juicy one. <laughs> oh, delicious. I, I don't know if that's Is this true. about the fake fish again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the idea of asking you a gay MA question about fish. <laughs> no. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jarrett Hill, and I'm just checking my email, and apparently my wife has just gotten lunch. <laughs> Do you ever get those email receipts? From my wife? Well, not from your wife, but I mean, <laughs> like, you get emailed receipts when you go to, like, Corner Cafe or whatever, where they have, like, a square or something, and you get an emailed receipt. Oh, I do. I, it always, like, kind of jars me when I get an email receipt. When I didn't give my email, I'm like, oh, yeah, Square knows what my card number right, is. Right, yeah. exactly. Well, now, because we have a joint card, I get an email every time she buys something. And you're like, what did you buy for $72? <laughs> I'm like, she spent was $12.66 at Corner Kitchen Cafe. Oh, I that's not unreasonable. <laughs> Not, yeah. But I always want to text her when I get those, and I'm like, what'd you get? So my, my ex <laughs> still uses my DirecTV now, which is fine oh, for me. Oh, interesting. And so yesterday, I, I turned on the TV to watch Pose, and uh, I on the, it was on the DVR, and I was like 35 minutes into the episode already, and I was like, who the hell is already... Oh. <gasps> yeah. Okay. So that's kind of like a That's receipt. interesting that you get to see what they're watching. Well, because it's one account. Mm-hmm. And so like you can log on to it in multiple places. So he'll watch it on his TV sometimes. And it was like halfway through the DVR. And I like I had to start it over to watch it on my stream. And I was like, oh, this is weird. It feels yeah. kind of tracky. Yeah, so. exactly. You're like knowing a little bit too much. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that these email receipts and things like that and sharing a shows and accounts and things like that definitely a way to uh, out people when you find them cheating 
How so? Like if you get an email, like if I got an email for some receipt that was like, oh. you know, at a, at a place or with so, like somebody that I knew she had dated once or somebody mm. thinks something like that mm-hmm. or like, oh, you said that you were going to work out, but then you have a dinner, like you bought a bottle of wine at this place and a bunch of chocolates and or you bought this hotel room or whatever and Yikes. I get the email receipt. That's awkward. Yeah. I better hope she's smart. There's a Whitney Houston song called It's Not Right, But It's Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it starts out, Friday night you and your boys went out to eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's Whitney Houston at her very craziest, but at her <laughs> very best. <laughs> Where she's like borderline stalkery crazy. Exactly. Yeah. If six of y'all went out, <laughs> then four of you are really cheap. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, because there were two of you had dinner. And it's like, okay. Oh my God. Yeah, it's, wow. It's a little crazy. And then I got a restraining order. Exactly. That's his song response. <laughs> okay. Gay MA. Here we go. Continue. And I have asked you a question. Now it is your turn to ask me. Yes. So yesterday on our show, we had Dr. Jen Mann, who uh, was fantastic and will hopefully have back again. And we talked a lot about kids because she is an expert in that space. And I was curious if after having that conversation with her about how you should be thinking about parenting, um, how or if it came up with you and Katie afterward or what or what you took away from it. I did mention that we had uh, Dr. Jen Mann on the show and I mentioned that I asked her about us having kids and she said okay what did you ask and I was like well I just wanted to know how we don't F up the kid <laughs> and she was like well what did she say I was like she said that we need to come up with like a motto and we have to talk about how we want to raise our kid beforehand and we have to read books <laughs> and- I'm hearing come up with a motto and you're like <laughs> Tastes best. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> right. not that's not what she meant. That's <laughs> right. Not what she, yeah. Uh, so she said that she agrees with all of that, and then I said that my response to the motto was that our motto would be boarding school, and she <laughs> thought that was perfect. <laughs> oh, because she has mentioned boarding school many times about being like jo- and jokingly yeah. being like, "All right, summers, especially because summers here now, and we're having so much fun. We're like, you know, spending time by the pool and you know, day drinking and all." All the wonderful things that summer can offer a, a, a couple People that doesn't have in kids. California. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, man, what are we going to do when we have a kid? Can't we just send them to boarding school? Like, it's always something that we talk about as like a joke, even a good though. Summer camp. Yeah, exactly. So I think that the conversation has gone well. We, I, but we do have to start talking about this stuff because where I'm thinking there might be a discrepancies with the whole religion thing. I was going to ask you, well, how do you guys feel about faith and religion? Because I feel like that, that gets really complicated. Well, for me, I'm not very religious at all. I like I was I went to a Catholic high school, but I am not I don't consider myself a Catholic. Sure. Going to church doesn't interest me, really. I have what Bill Maher would call a recovering Catholic. <laughs> right, yeah. exactly. Well, I mean, I realized I've reached a certain point where I was like, I don't know if this religion really like speaks to me or like accepts me and sure. that kind of thing. And I think that there are several people like I do think that you can be LGBT and still be Catholic and still have your faith and things like that. That's great. Um, and it does mean something to my wife. Mm-hmm. It's not like she's going to church every day or every Sunday either. Um, but her parents are religious. So it's also like, OK, do they, if they want the kid to get baptized, are we just like, mm, whatever, fine. Yeah. Yeah. baptize the damn kid or am I going to take a stance and be like no our child is going to be raised in a religionless household and let them make the choice yeah. you know what I mean so I think that's the one where I'm like hmm, not really sure where we're going to stand on that because mm. I don't know if I really want my kid going to church every Sunday because then that means I have to go to church every Sunday yeah. and I don't want to do that 
Yeah, I I mean, I am a person that still has faith but does not really subscribe to religion. And so it's like the idea of raising a kid, I'm like, oh, but I want to subject my kid to religion, like decreasingly, you know. Yeah. No, I don't think I do what would want to do that. But I understand, like, if you have a partner who does who does subscribe to religion, they'd probably want to consider that. So. Right. Like if I'm just kind of neutral on it and she's passionate about it, right. do I just go with that or do I start my own cult? Yeah. There you go. There's a way to go. <laughs> right. You guys can start your own and, and do it under your motto of boarding school. <laughs> <Okay>. Perfect. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. I'm Jared Hill. Allie Johnson is here. We want to let you know you can always follow us on all of the social needs. You can find us on the Twitter, on the Instagram, at DTS Show. You can follow us and kind of keep up with what we're doing. You can also find myself and Allie on the social medias. Allie is at your Allie Johnson. I'm at Jarrett Hill. Uh, Jarrett Hill's two R's and two T's. Allie, just two, just A-L-L-Y. Make sure you get that right. Um, I wanted to talk, though, about last night. Night, there was an episode of Pose that really resonated with myself and so many people because it was an episode that was talking about black trans women. And I don't want to spoil anything about the episode, but I do think it's worth talking about. I think it was a, a really important discussion that they had about black trans women um, and them dying on Pose last night with, uh, again, without spoiling it, they really went into it in such a beautiful way and it's one of those times where I was watching a show and like halfway into the episode I was like what are we doing with mm-hmm. this episode and then like eventually like I started to see what, what they were doing and by the end of it I was like a sobbing mess on the couch. Okay so this is your story makes me want to watch the show because when I when you hear other people talk about shows that you haven't seen yeah. you're, it, you kind of get this moment where you're like <sighs> All right, tell me why I need to see the right, show. Right, right. Tell me, you know, it's like, okay, is Walking Dead really worth it? And yeah. most of the people respond, they're like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's really good. You know what? <laughs> like, it's really good, for, but like, hang in there. You know what I mean? But that's, your story yeah, yeah. of like, I was sobbing, this was, was ha- like, that makes yeah. me want to watch Because I came it. into the episode and I was like, okay, because like, they kind of foreshadow in the, in the trailer, in the teaser for the episode that someone's going to die. And so you're like, um, okay. And then the person does die and you're like why are we spending so much time on this person's death and then you see like what they do with the funeral and they have the parents and they then like have this great send-off for that character and it was like i've never been so moved by a send-off for a character that was dying um and and being an la person that works in television like when you see a character die you think like oh was this actor just a bitch and they wanted to get rid of her yeah especially if they die in a really horrible way exactly yeah. and this one this person did die in a terrible way and then i saw like the way they sent her off and i was like oh no this was about a message about like the the killing of black trans women and like how valuable they are and how much how devalued they are by society and like and how there's no like consequence for the people that that kill them and stuff like that and i was like oh i was completely wrong about this episode and it was just it was a beautiful episode I notice a lot now in I guess when film too but I notice it more in TV recently that TV shows are using their platform to make statements or to raise awareness about issues and things like that like I think it started of course when Trump got elected everyone flipped out and I think that people have been using their platforms to speak on things that they feel need to be said because the world needs to change and things like that 
And I, I noticed at first in like award speeches, like everyone was like, I'm not just going to accept sure. an award. I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about this and that and this and that. And I think at first I was like, oh, why are we doing this? Why can't we just enjoy? And then it goes into sports, you know, like the the World's Cup has been very political. And then it raises the question of like, should politics be in everything? And mm-hmm. it should, you know, but then these shows too are making like one day at a time would make a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, raise a lot of issues that, you know, they felt need uh need representation in the sure. media and things like that and then this episode is another example of that and I know uh, Shonda Rhimes does a lot of that in her uh, you yeah. know because Katie watches Grey's Anatomy all the time and a lot of the episodes now I mean I'm, I'm like you know folding laundry while I'm doing it yeah, but yeah. I understand like oh this is here because of the Me Too movement this mm-hmm. is here because of this and like a lot of them are direct reflections of things that are going on in our country right now well and I know I I'm, representation is something I, I think about all day every day between like being on the radio every day and being a person who goes out and does different things and uh, I advocate for journalists at the National Association of Black Journalists but like I recognize the importance of representation because I know for myself like I didn't know that I was gay until I saw a gay person on television and was like, oh, that's what this is. And I didn't know that it was okay to be all of these different things until I saw it somewhere. And mm. and I know for myself as a as a minority who is a producer and creator, I know that like there I'm I'm really privileged to be able to do that. And so I take it really seriously. And I I'm like, if I'm gonna be on the air saying something, it should be something of value that a young person can see themselves in and like take something away from it. Um and it and it matter because as a kid it was the only thing that really helped me to be able to see myself. Mm, so yeah, it's beautiful. That episode of Pose last night um, from Janet Mock and Ryan Murphy, who directed and wrote it, um, a really, really beautiful job. So shout out to them. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Badoo, badoo, bop, bop, beep, boop. This is Drop the Subject on your radio and on radio.com. Allie Johnson and Jared Hill. Gonna, and I'm just bebopping through the rest of the show. I'm going to take a risk here, okay? Because uh-huh. we were in the middle of a conversation and then the music started and it was like, we're back on the radio. Yeah. And you were about to ask me a question and I'm nervous to ask you, could, is it something you could ask me on the air? <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I, uh, well, I actually did want to ask you about something else that's... Okay. that's uh, I mean, I know we have to get into news it or lose it, right? But this is just a thought I had from last night from the drag bingo thing that I went to on my friend day. Oh yeah, um, because they were sitting all the drag queens. Of course, they're calling out numbers and they're saying uh, you know jokes to go with the numbers. They were like, "Oh, it's not malignant; it's benign, benign." Which, my God, if that is not like the the bingo joke of bingo, it is. It's great. Um, but one of the drag queens had a joke that like did not land at all. Yikes. And nothing she more said, awkward than a, a flat joke. Yeah. But she said, "Oh, and uh, looks like we have Jeffrey Epstein's favorite number, B fourteen, B fourteen, and everyone was like, oh and I was like, whoa! Oh, like I, no. I was like, oh my god, that was a really ballsy joke to go yeah. with, like right when this happened this week. And I think that she was like, oh no, and like she said that she made a comment about how like, oh, can I?" Like, can't I get away with this joke? Because if you're a drag queen, you feel like you can get away with a little bit more than if you were just like, insert, you know, straight white guy here being like, B14, am I right? Jeffrey Epstein, you know, it just doesn't really play as well as uh, a drag queen being up there. And I was just going to ask you how you felt about it, because I was okay with it. But I'm also like... 
I'm not usually easily offended by yeah. anything, but it was weird how quiet it got. Like, and everyone was so rowdy at the beginning, and then you like made the Jeffrey Epstein joke, and everyone was like, "Um." Oh. Yeah, that's one of those things that I feel like I would have had like the uncomfortable chuckle <laughs> when you're in a comedy space. You know, like I yeah. like having done stand up. Oh, I remember like going to other stand ups and like seeing their performances and like there's like that laugh that you do when you're, you're just like oh. yeah like oh, oh I feel for you right now because oh. you because it's awkward being on stage trying to get a laugh and like it doesn't land and you're like oh whoa right yikes but I will say she has a point about being a drag queen because she she probably could get away with like if anybody was going to make that joke it yeah. probably would have been her yeah yeah yikes <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I, I yeah I probably would have done like the uncomfortable chuckle yeah I don't even think she got that and then she made it she but she doubled down like she was like oh you guys are all sensitive huh like she she yeah. did that whole thing which kind of saved it you gotta saved lean into it if you're gonna yeah do because it. you gotta yeah but gotta I mean I wonder if she had planned on doing that or if she was just like I'm gonna think of something funny to say here because I'm running out I've made the b9 joke seven times I, I mean at the very least you got to give a shout out for being topical right <laughs> yes there you go I mean you're not just going with the old the same old same old b9 you're not, joke you're not yeah and the oh Sixty-nine. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, not after the B fourteen. <laughs> it's not for news that I lose it. <laughs> Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. So news it or lose it, I just want to give you an update. Um, earlier we were telling you that Alex Acosta, the labor secretary, was addressing uh, questions um, amid the call for him to resign. Uh, a, he did not resign. And B, uh, the second headline that came out of that from ABC News, it says, Acosta offers no apology to victims. Oh, fun. He's fun. just, you know, America's sweetheart. It says Labor Secretary Alex Acosta defended his role in Jeffrey Epstein's 2008 plea deal after facing calls for his resignation. So... That, no in a apology. very Trumpy kind of way. He's no doubling down on a holery. Exactly. exactly. Um, I'm also surprised that there have been no claims against him with the last name of Acosta. Well, <laughs> you know what? Not touching it. So, okay. uh, Justin just gave me the one minute. We're going to go through these really quickly. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. Um, Justin, I'm expecting. Look away. All right. <laughs> Here we go. Here's what makes a voice sexy or deeply unsexy. Oh, new, news it. Okay. I'm assuming it's whatever I'm doing now. <laughs> Netflix is getting rid of friends, and here's why. Oh, don't care. Lose it. Don't care. Okay. Why Angelina Jolie and Michelle Pfeiffer are kicking ass in a new video. Huh. Each other's ass, excuse me. Oh, each other's asses? Yeah. Um. I'm going to just hold on for lesbian motifs. I'll news it. Okay. I uh, I thought you might with that one. Um, the surprising baby names that are gaining popularity in 2019. Yes, we must. Okay. We did and that baby name draft. Exactly. And then definition of dictionary.com word of the day. The word is caducity. Oh, the caducity. Maybe. News it. News it. All right. So we got four headlines. Um, here's what makes a voice sexy or Caducity deeply- just seems like a, a New York Times cartoon <laughs> column. I, I, Did you read Caducity? Anything with the word deuce in it and I'm down. <laughs> um, so here's what makes a voice sexy or deeply unsexy. Why Angelina Jolie and Michelle Pfeiffer are kicking each other's asses in a new video. The surprising baby names that are gaining popularity in 2019. And what is Caducity? That's coming up next. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. 
Those were some Stranger Things for you. Dancing what? with a Stranger by Ed Sheeran. I'm Dancing with a Stranger by Sam Smith. Oh, yeah. And, and Normani. <laughs> I keep thinking to myself, like, as much this as... This is we, why I'm not a music DJ. <laughs> that sounded like Ed Sheeran. I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, as much as we've played that song, as many times as everyone's heard it, you would think they probably wouldn't be strangers anymore. Right, Like, they'd yeah. probably get it. Like, you've danced enough. You've done a lot of dancing, actually. To the point where is it... Or is it a different stranger every time? Oh. Uh-huh. I see the variable you added there. Okay. Speaking of variables, let's get it... I don't know if that it's actually a variable <laughs> at all, but uh, it's time for news to lose it. <laughs> Speaking of kerfuffle, what was the... Word of the day? Caducity. Uh, Caducity. Caducity. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. News It or Caduce It. <laughs> Caduce It. Someone referenced the Babadook to me yesterday and I was like, oh my God. Yes, the Babadook is following you it's everywhere. It's everywhere. been implanted in your brain I'm now. Have He's to watch lurking this in the damn corner. movie. <laughs> All right. So up first, um, I knew that you would probably like this one. Why are Angelina Jolie and Michelle Pfeiffer fighting in a new video? You have done an admirable job going against your own nature to raise this child. But now she will finally get the love of a real mother. Tonight, I consider Aurora my own. So, so is Mich- that Michelle Pfeiffer trying to do an English accent? Sure, we'll call it that. Oh, uh, Michelle so Pfeiffer and uh, Angelina Jolie are in the new trailer for Melissa- Maleficent 2. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer will be in the film, and uh, it's coming out a, a little bit later this year. And I'm, I I didn't realize that there was a Maleficent 2 coming so soon. Um, and like, <laughs> I don't think anyone realized well, that. There's that. I think that you think that you're in the same boat as all of us and going, why? What? Well, because like I didn't love the first one. We, I, I feel like we actually just talked about this yesterday. We did. We talked about it off the air because that movie, Maleficent, like I, I'm a big fan of Disney and Pixar and all yeah. that stuff. So the fact that it was kind of a spinoff about Maleficent, I was yeah. like, well, she's such an awesome villain yeah. that doesn't really have much going on in the in the sleeping beauty hasn't had a lot of her story told yeah right so then what you know what is the story behind it and all that stuff was really exciting to me and then i was like and angelina jolie's in it and it's like this spiteful dark story and then i watched it and i was like uh, huh. I like this for my own reasons, like the same reasons that I saw it, but it's still a bad movie. Yeah, like, well, it was still like, mm. <laughs> well, so Male- Maleficent, the two. Mistress of Evil, will be coming to theaters for you specifically, October eighteenth. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, Michelle Pfeiffer is like you know the the person she's going up against. Um, uh, they're they're like clashing. I think the thing that I enjoy the most about Maleficent though is her cheekbones, because I mean, <laughs> my God. I like her horns. The horns are good. I mean, also the wings are pretty good. Um, Pfeiffer Pfeiffer plays Queen Ingrith, whom I've never heard of. Okay. Um, But they are basically battling for the affections of Aurora. Of Aurora, the sleeping beauty. Yeah, the daughter that, you know... Well, uh, from the the Sleeping Beauty, yes. If they're looking for a great movie to have some lesbian undertones, I think this is a good one. Here's the thing: I think it's already shot. I'm guessing. Oh, damn it! Um, Okay, well, if you're listening, exactly. I just it's just a quick edit. Just do a quick them making out and then go back to the movie. I do know the first Maleficent. There was a lot of reshooting, so uh, it's not it's not out of the question. There was a lot of what? A lot of reshooting. Oh, really? They did a lot of pickups, and there was a lot of fighting with Angelina Jolie about like. Like her being a producer and deciding she doesn't want to do reshoots, and there was a lot. 
of, of things happening. Well, I think that's the, the problem that people run into when they decide that they're a director and a producer and a writer and at everything else. Yeah. And then they go back to just being an actor and then they're like, you don't really have control of everything. And they're like, but I know everything now because I've directed a movie. And right. you're like, I directed right. an episode of television, so I'm a director. Right. Yeah. And you're just like, can you just, just, just I mean, just, just tone it. Could you just chill just out and shoot it. Down. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. She should just go back to being a lesbian. That's when she was still cool. Well, <laughs> or wearing a a vial of blood around her neck. That was still cool. That was it was weird, times. but cool. It was fun times. Yeah. Okay. So you do voiceover and all kinds of other stuff outside of radio. And so when I saw this story, I thought, oh, this feels like an alley story. Um, the headline comes from Huffington Post Life. Um, and it says, here's what makes a voice sexy or deeply unsexy. What do you think the answer is going to be? I'll tell you right now. Uh, anyone who has an overly high pitched voice is out. Not okay. sexy. Because okay. anyone who uh, ha- that women get criticized for their voices much more than men do, because of the the high tones and anyone who has vocal fry or sounds like this, uh, they get criticized a lot for sounding dumb right. or for sounding unprofessional. And men can do uh, men can do a lot of the same vocal qualities those same vocal qualities with their voices and they don't get dr- drawn to attention. So you actually touch on an interesting part of of what the analysis is like from a scientific perspective of what people love. So they they run down like a, a lot of like different voices that people love or hate. They say Jeff Goldblum's voice, definitely screwable. <laughs> Like, so we're going specific on this. They get very specific at first before they give this, the the uh, indicators. Morgan Idris, Freeman. Idris Elba. Oh, it okay. says, reading anything, hell, even an Applebee's menu. Yes, please. <laughs> uh, it says, the voices of most dudes who have a podcast, no thanks. That's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Liz Hurley's deep British accent. It says, sex on a stick. See, yeah, I think that any deep British, whether it's male or female, yeah. is sexy. Yeah, okay. Well, when and we Rosie come, Perez doing a, a men, reading a menu, an Applebee's not. menu. Maybe I would not. still listen to, but not necessarily <laughs> sexy. Yes. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll tell you what the factors are that actually factor into being sexy or not. And we'll see if you're actually doing that. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Mm-hmm. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q with Allie Johnson and Jared Hill, and I we. And we, when we were we left off so very long ago, it seems. Right. We were discussing voices and what makes them sexy, and uh, I think that we can all agree mine is. What? A hot, sexy An voice. Eight out of a ten. What are we going with I, here? Well, okay. So you were saying like the different things that make a voice sexy or not. Um, and so they were talking in in the article. They're talking about that there's a distinction between men and women and what makes their voices sexy. So it says uh, for men, it is perceived that men have a sexier voice um, when their voice is deep. It says which is linked to higher testosterone and levels uh, and general reproductive prowess. Men, meanwhile, are drawn to women with a high pitched voice, which is associated with high estrogen levels, perhaps serving as a cue to a woman's health and fertility, kind of subconsciously. Okay, so I think that's How, okay. however, mm-hmm. it says a 2010 study found that women actually affect an entirely different voice around a person that they're attracted to, rather than the high pitched girlish voice. Women drop their they do, they down, deepen their voices, which is yeah, weird. because they want to be heard. Interesting. Because yeah, I think that 
it's interesting this article because a woman having a higher voice can be perceived as sexy to certain men. I mm-hmm. think because it's like, oh, what do you? You know, it's got yeah. that whole thing. But I, I think what that was it? what was it? I, um, I don't know things. <laughs> I want you Cindy to take Lopper me like out for your tenders. <laughs> <laughs> she would never eat tenders. Anyway, <laughs> but the the sexiness of somebody of a female's voice through like in, from a voiceover perspective or from like a movie mm-hmm. or something like that is very different than just like in regular life and relationships and conversation. Yeah. But women do tend to deepen their voices when they are uh, especially like reporting something mm-hmm. or explaining in- information or giving a presentation. They're lowering their voices and becoming more direct because they feel like they're being heard by doing that rather than. Than just if they have an actual lighter voice or a, maybe not an, an authoritative tone that they're not going to be listened to or taken seriously and I do think that that's true um, another thing is that with men's voices uh ultimately I think people still do think that a deeper man's voice or a man's voice being deeper is sexier but a lot of commercials now and different things if you listen for it there are a lot of there's a trend now with men sounding higher pitched Mm -hmm. and I think it has a lot to do with I mean not necessarily the Me Too movement but they're trying to like take the toxic masculinity out of certain things so it's like hey I'm just an everyday guy who's like really nice and Mm -hmm. I'm not like not like hey I want you to buy this thing because I'm a dude and I want you to shave like I think they're trying to move away from that dude wipes wipes. it's more like even there was like a, a condoms commercial that was like hey if you're in the bedroom why don't you like Get a sheath on your blah, blah, blah. It was like, you know, they have like these high voices. It's yeah. weird. Okay. So next story, because I'm realizing how many stories we have to get through. So the baby names of 2019. We, I feel like we talk about baby names at least once a week on this show. Like there's always and like some kind so. of- And rightfully so. Because um, neither of us have kids. Because neither one of us have children, yep. of, of course. Um, th- it says that uh, this website called Nameberry, which um, they kind of like do all this information on baby names. They're talking about the names that have been most popular in 2019. In 2019. 2019. 2019. The show will still be on, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be robots. And Channel Q will still be new. And and we will still be the new Channel Q. The new Channel Q. It says that the two new biggest, the biggest names of the year so far that people have been visiting on their website are Archie and Isla. (gasps) Isla is I-S-L-A. Archie is obviously the name of the royal baby. Yeah. So now everybody's just, that's just so stupid though. Everyone's jumping on an Archie bandwagon. Just because the royal family does it doesn't mean you have to. Well, to be clear, because this is what's interesting to me about how they track this data. Like whenever I hear a study, I'm like, like, okay, but how did they? What was their methodology here? It says the folks at uh, Newt Nameberry have been tracking the most popular names so far. Um, their popularity list is based on the number of views each p- name page receives on its website in a given time period. So it doesn't necessarily mean that people are naming their child this, but people have the most interest in that name at the very least. I see. Yeah. I see. So it's either royal family or Riverdale, but for some reason everyone's searching for Archie. Exactly. Got okay. It. Lastly, caducity is the word of the day. Any guess on what it means? I think it means uh, when you take a giant dump at work. <laughs> Absolutely right. That's what it That's is. What That's it is. A, I just had to go take a caducity. We'll be right back. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> okay, so caducity is a noun. It is the infirmity or weakness of old age. 
Also known as senility. <laughs> Being senile. Caducity. So the old lady had to use a walker because of her caducity? Uh, well, the old lady's caducity. Yeah, exactly. That yeah. Would work. She it had says, to get the ho- in the hover round because of her caducity. For frailty or transitoriness. Uh, transitoriness is a great word. Jarrett, thank you for this gift because I will use this in everyday conversation from now on. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Here. What happened? We're on the radio machine. Or do we not get an intro this time? Just, There's nothing. Justin's like, you don't deserve an Just intro. Just dry. <laughs> Just coming in dry. Okay. Welcome back. Not like my love life. Okay, let's go. Oh my Here god. Here we go. Uh, are you gonna do it or not? Drop the subject. Ah. Uh, now it feels like we're actually on the radio. Now that I have some really jarring hard rock music in my ears, it feels like we can continue. <laughs> this is Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. And we have a little bit more left to give you before the end of the show, before we get out of here. We've gone through a lot, but there is something that we need to address. And it is uh, a story that has been making the rounds on the internet today. And a lot of people are mad at this guy, this billionaire. I'm not talking about Jeffrey Epstein. This is a different billionaire. Okay. B14 joke here. (laughs) Insert B14 joke. Um, This guy is doing something in New York, and a lot of people are upset about it. And I don't necessarily feel the same way. I don't know how you feel, Jarrett, but a lot of parking in New York City is a very difficult thing. People do crazy things. People stab each other over parking spots, okay? It gets crazy out there. So the fact that anyone is creating their own parking... I think it's kind of a stroke of genius, but we'll break it down right now. Let's give it a listen. Drivers know this all too well. Finding them is difficult. Paying for them is pricey. We are talking about a parking spot in Manhattan. But tonight, News Force Ida Siegel live in the West Village where neighbors on Washington Street say a billionaire investor actually created his own spot. What, Ida? What, Ida? Well, it's crazy. What's the deal with parking spots? Like, she really set Ida up for failure. Yeah, for sure. Well, they might actually say that he stole his own spot. He lives in the very large building behind me here. And yes, people in the neighborhood say the parking spot in front of his building belongs to him somehow. And he got away with it for a long time. But now that the media is involved, that could be changing soon. Okay, so here's... Always wait for the media to get involved. Like, (laughs) when the media gets involved, then it's real. And I love that the media media is outing this guy for creating his own parking spot. Like, somebody was like, this is enough with this. I am calling my local news station, (laughs) and we need to get professionals involved. Yeah, we're getting the I-team on this, buddy. (laughs) So, here's what it looks like. So, because I know you can't see this. The curb, we have a regular curb, right? And then when there's a little dip, it's for a driveway, usually. So, this guy carved what looks like a driveway out of the curb to make it look like you can't park there. But there is no driveway. Like, it doesn't go into a garage. It doesn't go into anything. And I've have, I don't think this is the first guy to do this. I have seen this in San Francisco, too. I've seen a dipped curve on what I think looks like a driveway, but right. then I look and I'm like, "There's this is just a, a house. It's going into a wall. Right. Yeah. It's just going into a regular wall. But you don't want to risk it, of course. You don't want to be the idiot who gets a ticket and parks right. there. You don't want to be too ballsy. So you decide, no, I'm not going to. This guy has carved out his own parking spot and parks in front of it regularly. I think it's... I, it, first of all, it is very douchey. Like, But at the same time, Kind of brilliant. Right? I mean, 
You've seen these slopes in the curb all over the city, a mid-sidewalk cutout that, by law, is supposed to lead to an active driveway. But this one, in front of 777 Washington Street, <laughs> does not. Instead, here's the address. How to find it? Yeah. <laughs> For anyone looking to egg or toilet paper, a nice residence tonight. Seven 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 Washington Street. That's hilarious. Just to let you know, I'm Ida. To the front door of this massive home belonging to hedge fund billionaire. I just love the emphasis on the on the adjective. This massive home. She said it earlier too. She's like this giant mohemoth behind me. It's like a two bedroom apartment or something like you know. <laughs> it probably is a man. That's what's considered a mansion well, there. That, that's true. Yeah. Noam Gotsman. It's outrageous. I mean, look at the size of this place. <laughs> I mean, don't you have enough? So that's an angry. Well, that's angry resident number one. I'm also thinking like if you have a massive home one parking spot like something about that seems off and weird it does if you have a massive bohemoth home yeah. according to Irma or whatever her name is <laughs> why don't you have your own parking garage a parking garage or like a parking spot somewhere right. like come on it's unbelievable neighbor Ayal Levin says Gottsman has created what amounts to an illegal personal parking spot in front of his house taking away parking that belongs to the public so the public has spoken. They want to take back their parking. And I think the people have every right to out this guy. But I do think he deserves a little credit for being creative and creating his own spot where there wasn't one before. That's that's how people that's what like successful people do. Right. They create their own opportunities. Would, annoying as it sounds. We would probably call that creative douchebaggery. Yeah. New word of the day. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. <laughs> Fading her out, are we? <laughs> no way. All right. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. Allie Johnson, Jared Hill. And we have... I'm just thinking about the people who like, walk by the window and like we're both like falling away from my... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was not a singer for a reason. Okay. We've covered a lot today. We've covered World Cup parade stuff. We've covered uh, charging people for a wedding. We have covered uh, our, our... We actually did talked our, to... Uh, did our gay AMA? We did our gay AMA. We discovered a lot about dating apps and the, me getting pregnant. The ice cream guy with a really great attitude about life. That's true. And yeah. y- you know, if you miss <laughs> really great at it. <laughs> if you missed any of that, you can always catch up on the podcast. We have a podcast, drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. You can just search for us there or you can search on radio.com. You can catch up on everything you missed. We have an exciting show for you tomorrow. Uh, we have a guest by the name of Jason Stewart. Jason Stewart, who he, they describe as the Swiss, Swiss Army, Army knife, knife of, of actors. Acting. And I, if you look at this guy, you're like, this is definitely a guy that I've seen in a million movies and if you look at his IMDB it's like a thousand pages long so I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about I just love that he comes with like mini scissors and like a little screwdriver and the little tweezer that no one remembers I mean yeah like when I heard Swiss Army Knife of Actors I was like that is kind of brilliant yeah I kind of love that it's a thing I always forget on camping trips that's what he is we're also going to talk about this gender reveal that went terribly wrong um it's hilarious and maybe a bad omen i can't wait yeah i know we'll talk about that it'll be interesting because i think gender reveals are ridiculous anyway and the fact that they've gotten so blown out of proportion where everyone feels like all right i gotta reveal my baby's gender i gotta get a helicopter i gotta get like a bunch of figure skaters to do it it's like you have 
you have to keep topping it and topping it and topping it to the point where now people are getting injured, okay? Yeah, I was going to say, everyone wants it to be memorable. Um, these people's gender reveal was yeah. memorable. It was uh, definitely memorable. Definitely they had not four limbs at the beginning, and, <laughs> exactly. then less, and then they have to do a new reveal for how many limbs they have. It's crazy. No, yeah. So, But we want to do a new thing at the end of the show now where we'll call it the happy ending. Yeah, this is the happy ending. We so, haven't decided if we want it to be like a sexy kind of music moment or a fairy tale kind of music moment, but we'll figure that out. We do have a placeholder. We do? Yes, we do. This is the happy ending. Should we like insert moaning in here? <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I want tenders. A little bit harder. Oh, oh there we go. No. Oh, yeah. We're not sure if it's a massage or like a happy ending. <laughs> exactly. Just yes. like, oh, oh. So, Allie, what's making you happy today? Well, there's a lot of things making me happy this week in general. I'm still coming off of my high of my friendship date last night. But the thing that's actually making me happy is going to probably make you all think that I'm crazy. Uh Because the thing that's making me really happy is I just found a new podcast that I am obsessed with. And it is all about the Black Dahlia murder. What? Tell people what the Black Dahlia murder is. Amazing. I'm so shocked that you don't know what the Black Dahlia murder is. Okay, so I was trying to get out of acting like I didn't know what it was by you telling people what it was. Oh, really? Let's do that again. So so what is it about? Oh, okay. I'll tell the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, explain it to them. Okay, so uh, it is one of the most famous unsolved crimes in the history of this country. It happened in Los Angeles, and the woman's name was Elizabeth Short. She was killed in 1947, Mm -hmm. and it's a cold case, but this podcast basically details the person who actually did it like they have enough evidence oh, to wow. like prove a million times over that this guy did it and he had a crazy messed up family and the family his like grandchildren and stuff and they're one making the podcast so they're all talking about oh, like wow. him and like it's crazy it's really good it's called the root of evil if you haven't if you're into true crime check it out that makes me happy we um justin's like wrap it up wrap it okay, up hey i'm sorry my, my favorite uh, the thing that's making me happy today is i'm going to go in a couple of hours to see the uh a, a, one of the screenings of The Lion King tonight. That makes me happy yeah. for you. I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm also excited because like, I'm like, oh, what if I don't like it? Why you, are you nervous? Because I'm like, if I don't like it, what do I do? Well, you just have to be honest. I know. But like, I mean, Beyonce's in it. And Donald Glover's <laughs> in it. Are you afraid of Beyonce? I'm afraid of not liking it. Every time Beyonce drops a new album, I'm always nervous. Like, oh no, what if I don't love it? Yeah, so. yeah but she always delivers. She always delivers. And so it just, it makes me a little bit nervous. But I'm, I'm really excited to go see The Lion King. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Well, yeah, it's definitely what I, I remember seeing the first one when I was a kid in the theaters and when Scar. Uh, puked out like remember he had Zazu in his mouth mm, and then he like yes, he yes. like spit him out and I was like whoa the anim- the animation <laughs> on this is unbelievable like my mind was blown in that moment so the fact that there's going to be a round two of that excites yeah. me greatly I, okay so you mentioned Scar and so first of all I'm thinking of Zazu and I'm thinking of him in like the little cages nobody knows <laughs> the, the trouble, trouble I've seen. seen and then I'm thinking my favorite Scar moment like there's no moment for Scar like be prepared like he is like full queen he is giving you all of the extra his choreography. His chest is all puffed out. Exactly. And he's like putting his little paw on his chest. He's a full femme With a little shoulder shimmy. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I, the only thing that'll make me disappointed is if they have like vast differences in the music and the performances because that's what makes that movie is the music. Well, because I was thinking yesterday, like I, I love, I just can't wait to be king. And I'm like, I, I'm trying to imagine what that's going to be like in this kind of it animation. It better be exactly the same. It better be. Just it make better it the be. same. So that's what's making me happy. I fear change. Let us know what's making you 
you happy, you can tweet us and use hashtag happy endings, and um, we will. Uh, <laughs> that hashtag, I'm sure, will bring that, up all that kinds hashtag of could things. Could get interesting. Uh, we might uh, include it on tomorrow's show. So, um, uh, yes, that's the show, folks. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a great one. Bye. Drop the subject. Instead of telling you about our next show in the old school way, we're going to do a big fancy gender reveal to tell you about the next show. All right, Jared, I made these cupcakes. Okay, hold on. Let's take a bite. One, two, three. Oh, it's rainbow. Oh, this one's going to be gay. I'll love it anyway, though I'll be slightly disappointed. Drop the subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern on the new Channel Q.